Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone and welcome to the This Is Ibrox Transfer Window Review for the January uh, 2024 Transfer Window. Um, my name is Ben Harshaw and I'll be hosting tonight uh, and I'm joined by two two of our podcasters. Um, firstly, Shog, haven't been on with you in a while. How's it going? Yeah, no, things are good. Uh, just curling away and enjoying life. Happy days, happy days. And then the uh, the ever uh, positive, uh, enthusiastic Alex has, has joined us also. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a lot more positive today than my reputation might uh, might suggest. You know, we might even get a good pod out of me today. So, <laughs> no, you, to be fair, you have been pretty positive lately. So, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, new new year, new Alex. Oh, exactly. Uh, but anyway, um, so just just to start us off, before we look at uh, who we've brought in and and stuff like that, um, I wanted to get both your thoughts on, and we'll start with you, Alex, on going into the window. What did you feel was key? What were you needing? What were you expecting? Um, before we look at what we actually did. Well, going in, and there was a, a few things we obviously needed in terms of uh, in terms of body, in terms of attributes that we needed to add to the squad. You know, we didn't uh, have obviously Dessa's came into his own throughout December and early January, but we needed an extra man up front. We needed more on on that side of the ball as well in possession. And I think, you know, I think we've done well to do that. I think compared to where we were, uh, we didn't have too many outgoings, didn't have too many incomings. But I think when you're in a title race, having a whole transfer window full of flux is, is absolutely not what we need. So I think in terms of consolidating the squad we have and uh, what's it, just adding a few vital areas of quality, I think that's exactly what we needed to do uh, going into the window anyway. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough, absolutely. Um, so, Shog, what about yourself? Similar question. What what were your your hopes going into the window that, that we would do? Yeah, I think the big thing for me was adding quality. I think we've got a big squad. We're suffering with injuries right enough, but it's real quality that we had to add and hopefully push on from there. Uh, that was, my mind's been eased. Uh, I think we'll probably discuss it later, but before, if you'd said to me at the start of December, I would have said we're desperate for a striker and desperate for a left-back, but uh, us and Red Van shown since Christmas time sort of eased that, so I guess my mind... On the first of February is different to what it would have been if you'd asked me first of January. So, but I'm sure we'll discuss it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean players finding form, which we will talk about, um, have, have kind of, you know, changed changed what we what we were going to do. I mean, do you feel Shug sticking with you? But do you feel that um, 
Dester's form, which has been has been very impressive. Do you feel that has changed the club's approach? Do you think if we were looking at the Dester's of the Michael Bale era, um, we would have got it and got that striker? Um, or, do, or are you worried that you know he an injury to Dester's right now, or him to revert back, which we hope doesn't happen? Obviously, um, do do you feel we are still short in that area? I think uh, Fabio Silva's going to be played as a nine. Uh, so I think you've got him and Dezos. We'll probably have roof for one or two games between now and the end of the season. Uh, Danilo looks like it's going to be a few months away, but we've got Lovelace back playing with the B team again, so hopefully he's not far away. But yeah, I think I think if Dezos was playing, like he was under Bill. I think we definitely went out to strengthen because I think we'd definitely need a first choice. But I think Dezos has shown in the last month, six weeks, that he can be that man to lead the line. He's looked a lot slimmer. A lot more athletic recently and things. So I think Clement's starting to get the best out of him. So I think with him and Fabio Silver as a backup, I think I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I agree with you. Um, Alex, just just sticking with Dessers, and um, we were on the Player of the Month podcast together about a month ago, and I was saying, you know, although he's improved, um, it's when you come to those big games that I'm really worried about him. That that's something that I'm still a little bit worried about. He's done well, obviously very well this month. He's taken his goals well. Um, he he does look slimmer. Um, as well, and 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 really, he's shown that he has a good attitude. You know, to to come back from where he was to where he is now, you know, shows that there there is a good mentality in there. But do you, are you worried about the big games, about the the old firms, about the European games and stuff? Do you feel that he can produce on that level, or do you feel Fabio Silva will be used more there, or do we have enough for those type of games? Uh, I, I I struggle because obviously you know no one ever enjoys watching an old firm, and you know no one ever feels you have enough going into an old firm until afterwards when you've won it. Uh, you know, we're forgetting that we had a, a win or go home European tie away in Spain against one of the better performing teams in La Liga, a team that had gone unbeaten for a whole through the whole season at their home. And Dessa scored in that game, and we won, and we topped our European group. You know, so obviously we'll all remember the first two old firms of the season. The first one where we had the uh, the goal chalked off or the, the assist chalked off sorry but uh you know unfairly and then the second one where he was fairly anonymous but so were a, a fair few members of the team I, I don't think the uh I, I don't think it's an unwarranted you know worry that we might not have enough for a big game but I think it's it's one that we we're still early enough into his Rangers career that we you know, have yet to truly find out. And I think Fabio Silva, you know, he's 21, but he's he's not played a lot of football for a 21-year-old. He's had one full season maybe of professional football in terms of over a thousand minutes and that. And, you know, he's, he, he was playing for, for, for top teams, but he wasn't, you know, the top guy in most top teams. So I think it, it has to be Dessas for big games. And I think... While, you know, I wouldn't bank on him scoring all those big games, you know, and at least one of them he has so far. So I'm not going to put it out and say he's an absolute flop already. No, absolutely. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, Shug, so I feel like with rather than with, so a lot of a lot of the fans out there and, you know, understandably, we're, we're looking for us to go out there and get that guaranteed goals, man. Um, like a Shanklin, like someone like that. Um, 
However, it seems that it seems that the board or the club, Philip Philippe Clement, have gone about it in a, in a in a different way in terms of trying to just bolster the squad and actually, you know, get those goals rather than getting that twenty goal striker in. We're trying to get those goals from you know, say three or four for one and three or four. You know, if if, if Alexa Cortez gets a couple, Fabio Silva, I don't think is going to bang the goals in. However. If he gets some, somebody else gets some, Seema comes back, gets a few. It's it's a different way to do it, and it gives you more options so that you're not reliant. You know, we could we could go out there, we could sign, we we, we signed Danilo. We thought thought he's 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 gonna be, and I still think he will be a, a very good striker. But you know, if if you put all your eggs in that basket, uh you, you end up end up getting an injury. Um and, and and then you're then you're in big trouble. Whereas we we we've sort of had a more holistic approach to it. Yeah, I think I think the sort of Neil's coping. Yeah, my Dutch pronunciation is rubbish, but I think his uh, tenure as a director of football or sporting director, whatever name he's going by, uh, I think it's clear that with Cortes and with uh, Diamundi, we're signing young players that we're wanting to sell for big money. I think that's when you compare and contrast this window to the summer window when we signed the likes of Lamos and Dessers, players and the late 20s, early 30s, we're not going to go down that route. And I think that's, I think if Shankland had been in his early 20s, I think we may have went for Shankland. Uh, asking price might have been up a bit, but there would have been sale on, whereas it's, it's, we're only signing for one thing. I think we're all trying to, we're trying to build something uh, with young players. And I think, like you say, I think there is looking to get goals from every position. Uh, we've seen a few like Ross McCorson's got a couple of goals now and he's looked dangerous on the right. Uh, I don't know if Cortez is going to play there, uh, but he can come in and score and then on the left and then we're still looking for that consistent central midfielder that will get goals all the time. So Diamondi, because uh, Cantwell's in and out of games, but I mean his rocket in the last week's game against Hibs. That's the sort of thing I think we're going to be looking for. So, like I said, I don't think we're going to be looking at somebody with 30, 40 goals and the next best player being on 10. I think it's going to be three or four players that are all going to be in double figures, plus Tav, who'll no doubt hit 20 this season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying there. Um so just the last sort of thing here on the strikers, do we do we feel? I mean, I'm basically disregarding Roof um, as if he doesn't exist at this point. Um, you know, because if we get, it'd be great for that one game that we'll get from him for between now and the end of the season. But it's you know, you can, there's no point in no point in focusing on him really. Um, do do either of you see? Uh, do you see Lovelace coming back into things? Do you think? I think a lot of people have sort of forgotten about him. I know he's young. I know he's inexperienced. Um, but there's a there's a lot of potential there, um, and I, I feel like he could have he could have a part to play again. He's not going to be the, not the starting player. He may play. He may also play off off the, off the wing rather than through the middle. But I think he's got the potential to create and score goals. Um, and I think people maybe forgot about him when they're saying, "Oh, we have no options." I think he's another player that that, that can that can give us something between now and the end of the season. Absolutely. I think he's obviously suffered from that bad injury and missed about three months of football. But I think if we can, and and a lot of his ability was part of his physical ability, you know, for a 16, 17-year-old, he's so physically developed. I think we can get him back to a level where he's not, you know, 
lost any of that already, then he, he can absolutely play a part. You know, he's maybe not technically developed at the same level as obviously Dessas might be or even Silva might be, you know, Premier League education and all that. But I still think he's, in, in terms of having bodies in the door, he's as good a third option as we can hope for right now. I kind of, I, I agree that, uh, you know, Roof and Danilo probably, yeah, we, we, we shouldn't be seeing them the rest of the season. We shouldn't have to be seeing, if you know what I mean. Like, it'd be nice to see them, but, you know, if they both have had bad injuries, we shouldn't be banking on them coming back to bolster our title charge, you know. Uh, if, it, if it comes to Lovelace and he has to get minutes, you know, against the jobbers, main, maybe even, you know, I wouldn't be against that because I'd like to see us show more faith in youth. You know, McCausland only came in through injuries and now he's nailed down a place pretty much. And I don't think there's too much between McCausland and Lovelace in terms of what I've seen anyway. So, yeah, I think going by Clement's press conference today, when he actually spoke about Lovelace, he's well aware of him and basically said that he needs to get minutes and time with the B team and that. But he's obviously looked at him as somebody that can come into the first team. that is that he's got that ability to be part of the first team. So probably give it February, maybe March, and then you'll probably start seeing Lovelace around about the first team squad and things again. And we all desperately want to see our youth thrive. So I think Lovelace will have a part to play. Like you say, that third choice striker, giving somebody a rest and things like that, or playing against your... Well, if he'd been fit, your Livingston's tomorrow and things. So, uh, yeah, I think Lovelace can definitely play a part come the the big time in April and May. Yeah, absolutely. No, at, at the very least, he's he's somebody that's going to push the push the likes of Dessers and stuff, and 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 let them know that he's there. Mm. Um, you know, give them that little bit of pressure because he, he certainly has something to add. I, I would agree. Um, so Shock, just sticking with you, um. Basically, I, I, I wanted to touch upon the the club in some ways can't win because if we go into a transfer window, and I, I think I think it was possibly uh, the summer, it might have been the one before, but it was you know a couple of weeks into the window, we hadn't signed anyone, hadn't brought anyone in as of yet, and there's complete and total panic, and it's what are you doing? Where's the money? What are we, where's it? You know where's it going? Why are we not signing anyone? But in this instance, we've actually signed a, a player before the window even opens. And yet, it almost that's that almost raised expectations from some that were like, "Oh, here's the first of, you know, ten signings or whatever coming in." People being unrealistic in terms of, um, you know, what we're going to be able to do, and, and and particularly with it being January, which is is not the month to, not the month to be to, to be trying to do wholesale changes to your to your squad. Um, and I must say, I feel that we are, you know, we well, I think everyone would agree that we're we're paying for the mistakes of the previous manager um from, from last summer. And I, I must say I'm very impressed with what Philippe Clement um and, and the director of football, um, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce it, uh, but uh I'm impressed with what they've done given they're only into the club in, in limited limited amount of time. Uh, resources are limited given what we spent um, in the summer and, and, that, and that we weren't able to move on any of those players on a permanent basis that, that we wanted to. Um, so I, I, I'm impressed with what they've done in terms of they, they've brought in a right-sided winger, which the previous three Rangers managers haven't addressed you know, in no time. So I feel that it, we have made progress 
in a short space of time in terms of the, the overall squad makeup um, and options. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the board should get a part in the back uh, for what they've managed to do. Like you said, the previous manager uh, spent an absolute fortune last summer. In Rangers terms, he spent a fortune. And we were on, or still are on, that year for watch list or something for the the sort of financial fair play. And we've seen what's happened in England with Everton and now Everton and Forest are getting done this time. So that's obviously some kind of restrictions in the background. We can't just go out and spend, spend, spend. We've got to balance off. And I think they've been very clever in getting Diamante on the loan. Well, it is. We will be buying him in the summer. So it won't cost us that much just now. And then the same is going to be with Cortes with our obligation. Uh, we've got the option to buy, obligation for Diamante, obligation to buy for uh, Cortes. So if Cortes comes in and does the job, then we can buy him in the summer with the next year's uh, money. So I think they've been very clever in the way they've done it. And I did have a smile on my face when Copen had said that we'd been watching Cortes for a while and I was like, you've not been in the job a while. So he's obviously been watching them when he was at PSV as well. So uh, I th- I'm really excited by by both of them uh, going forward. I think it's exactly what, I think it's what the fans have been crying out for. Stop signing players from English League One and overspending or signing players at the other end of their career. We wanted young players from your South American clubs and your African clubs you want or these teams and stuff like that and getting them and I think that it's obviously the plan going forward is Diamondi and Cortes and we make it permanent well but you bring them in for five million and sell them for 20 25 million so I think they've been very clever and I think it's already shown that there is a plan in place of how we're going to move forward and something I've never really seen under Ross Wilson in his whole tenure so yeah no I'm excited by it I think we're in a good spot yeah, Alex, there, there's no doubt there, there seems to be more method to it, more strategy to it than, than we've seen previously, which is which is good for the club. Um, and, and and it's the type of thing that we need to be doing is trying to trying to bring in these young, hungry players um that can make an impact, you know, now, but 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 we are looking to move them on um and not go back to the days that we, like last last year when we saw like say Kent um walk out walk out the building for nothing, Morelos the same. You know, we need to we need to be utilizing these players, we need to be um, you know, reaping the benefits of them, but then you know, protecting the club in the long term by by moving them on. And 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 if certain people aren't um, you know, if, if there's indications that after a couple of years long longer term contracts aren't going to be then we need to we need to sell at the right time and i think we're going to start it looks like we're going to start to do that yeah i think the the sort of loan to buy it kind of insulates us at the initial stage from that with the likes of cortez obviously and you know cop and he's come in from psc which is a club that's got a very strong kind of uh structure in terms of how their scouting operates how their team operates you know uh, it's a sort of one where we should be trying to emulate from these clubs where the the it's all synergized in terms of the players on the pitch, the staff who are hired to look after those players, staff who are hired to scout for those players. You know, a lot was made of the fact that Coppen briefly worked with um, 
Clermont at Club Bruges or Ghent, but I think it's more important that uh, Coppen work to PSV in an environment which is similar to the one that Clermont will be uh, used to. And in terms of in terms of that, he's, he's, he seems to be taking it more as a case of identifying a playing style and players for that style. And then that's and then we have a manager now who suits the players we have and not vice versa. You know, you can sack a manager, but you'll still have the players on contract, for example. Uh, it's what Brighton have been so well lauded for the last couple of seasons. So I think it's 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 good that we're approaching that and we've, you know, gone for approach of looking at profiles rather than looking at names. You know, I've I've always said there's value to be had in the market if you find it. You know, we don't have to be signing the worst players from better teams than us. We could always be signing the better players from teams worse than us. You know what I mean? We don't have to be looking at the, you know, the bottom of, you know, whoever's Fulham's chucking out, for example, or just to first club that came into my head or whoever the players get left behind after a team gets promoted. You know what I mean? We don't have to pick up other team scraps and we can be ambitious enough by signing the best players who are stepping up to our level rather than stepping down to our level. You know, Aaron Ramsey, a perfect example of that, you know? So we've come in now, we've had a good window, we've added ambitious players, we've not overly saturated our squads and I think it'll, uh, I think we'll be all the better for it. No, I, I agree with you completely there. I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, w- we want to be signing players that are on the up. You know, okay, it didn't work out with Tillman um, in terms of mm. keeping them long term, but but it's still the type of player that you want to be bringing in. You know, uh, Aaron Ramsey's a great example. And, and you know, I'm thinking of when we loaned the fella, I forget his first name, King from Leicester a few years ago. Okay. You know, I, that's right. Um, like, it, it's just, mm. it's almost just a body through the door as opposed to. Mm as opposed to any any real thought behind it um you know i do understand that you need you need squad players and you need players at the same time you know and i understand like leon balligan's a good example of, of of bringing in a player that there's no long-term value but but is able to you know bolster your squad but if you have those two or three players that you're bringing in um that that, that are that are looking to come here to take the next step as opposed to take the step down a, a, as such um i think i think it, it stands the, the the club in general um in in, in good stead um shug the, there was one point that i wanted to, i wanted to touch on that was in our it was jb made a really good point yesterday in our uh, infamous uh, whatsapp group um, and that was that there's obviously been a lot of yesterday we, we were all discussing saying oh will a striker come in will he not and he 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 raised the point that obviously um, Silva came in at the very very start or even before the window opened, but he had raised the point that would there be as much uproar if he had come in now, you know, at the, at the at the end of the window rather than rather than at the start, would, would we be more satisfied that that we brought him in just because of the timing, um, than than looking for another one on top of him? Yeah, I think. I think that's an absolute brilliant point because I think that, like you say, if he'd come in yesterday, everybody would have been raving about it. Uh, I think, again, if he'd come in, well, when he came in, if it, if Clement had decided to play him every week at nine and he'd scored two or three goals before now, I think people would have been saying, we don't need another striker. Uh, but it's just the getting used to Scottish football and Scottish weather and things like that. He'll need a bit of time to bed into the team. I know he's not got that much time because he's only here for like six months. But I think Silver's a great bit of work, bit of business, and I think he's he's one that 
Salah was saying, he's got a point to prove. He's somebody on the way up and he's coming here to do better to get increase his chances of getting games from Wolves next season. So no doubt he'll be pushing on and he's another one that it's got the versatility. Yeah, I think Clement sees him as a nine, but if he needs to play him in the eleven or in the seven slot or a ten slot, he can play there as well. So uh, hopefully our injuries will be clearing up, but we seem to be saying that all season. But uh, the way things are going, he might have to. We might not be too far away from seeing him playing with Desos uh, in the same lineup. But hopefully with Cortez and things, and now it will give him the chance to play nine. And it's really exciting to think of the likes of Cortez and Silva in the second half of the season. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I think Silva's going to be. I think he's going to prove his worth. Yeah, I agree. Um, Alex, sticking with Silva, um, I think I think what Shog was saying there, getting him in, getting him acclimatized to to the weather and and, and things like mm. that, it have been good to get him in early. Um, but I think that the fact that his introduction to Scottish football was a was a tractor fail at Dumbarton, and he was still gliding along, beating people on the most horrendous night. Um, shows that I think he will he will stand up and he will prove to be a be a good option, be it off the left, be it as number mm. ten possibly, or or as as the number nine. Um, so I, I think he'll be good. Um, fr- from that from that point of view, but just just on him, he's the type of profile I think is is an important signing for us. I know a lot of fans don't like loan signings that aren't. There's no view to a permanent, and I understand he's a what thirty five million pound player. We're not going to be signing him. However. If we can do it right and make it a success for him and for the club, there are other players out there that maybe of the same sort of ilk that that the clubs down south or whatever might want a season for him for him to come down and for them to come down and 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 grow as a player and find their feet, find form, find confidence. And and you know we don't have the biggest budget in the world, so the type a signing like that, every you know even if it's once a window or once a year, um, could be a real asset. Yeah, I think a club like Rangers will always be an attractive loan option for clubs down south for a couple of reasons. I think for one, because we dominate the Lions' share of possession in all but four to six games a season. Uh, It helps teams down south that are looking to play on the front foot. It gives them, uh, their loan players, the experience of playing in a possession-dominant system as they might play. Uh, at home, or at least my hope to play at home. You know, for example, a couple of seasons ago, um, when we lined, loaned Ahmad in from Manchester United, obviously it didn't work out. Uh, you know, it's tough to develop a player uh, when you're in a title hunt and you're behind in a title hunt. But, you know, they wouldn't have sent Ahmad to Motherwell, for example. They wouldn't have sent him to Livy to play under Davy Martindale, you know. And alongside us, that, you know, we have the, the best training facilities or the joint best or whatever training facilities of any club in Scotland. Uh, we've got the pressure of playing, you know, in front of a lot of fans. We've got European football after Christmas more often than not now these years. And I think that that does make an attractive destination for for clubs. And the Scottish leagues are a lot more physically demanding. And it means, you know, Premier League, and so is the Premier League, not on the level of the Scottish League, maybe, but more so than La Liga or the Portuguese League, for example. So it means they can send them here, no, 
knowing that at the very least they'll come back with an idea of the sort of physical battles that they might have to expect in the Prem. So there's multiple facets why we would be an important um, destination for loan players from Premier League. So I think if we can prove with this and with other loans that we can be a consistently positive destination for players, you know, Tillman, for example, coming from Bayern Munich, they can't say we didn't develop his game here, you know. Obviously, it never worked out for Ahmad, but if it works out well for Silver, then obviously it will reap dividends for the club. We made a few million out of Tillman just for having developed him and then Bayern could have, you know, sold him. So all the, all the more I say, obviously, I don't like, you know, developing a player for free, but if it does, you know, reap dividends, then why not? Yeah, and I would I would add on Silver. I'd be far more concerned. Like you say, he's a £35 million player. I'd be far more concerned if we were signing somebody on loan from a mid-table championship club that can barely score any goals. So I think I think I'm quite happy with Silver. Yeah, no, he's definitely a silver lining. Um sorry, I had to get that one in there. But anyway, um so Talking just the next next bit of next bit of transfer that, that happened in the window, um, we'll not spend too much on too long on. Um, Sam Lammers left on loan. Um, obviously we weren't no no one was crying, no one was devastated. Shugs waving here. Um, but uh, I hope it works out for him in terms of he's he, he, you know he seemed a decent enough guy, but also the better be, best he plays on loan, the best chance we have of actually getting a fee in the summer for him. Um, and getting them permanently off the wage bill. Uh, anyone, anything further to add on that? Well, he's he's already got his first assist over there. He's made three starts and got an assist. So I hope it, I hope I do hope it works out well for him. I just you know you, you come to a club and it doesn't work out, and it was fairly obvious from the beginning to me at least. Like before the transfer happened, I was just like, why is this the type of guy we're looking at? Why is this who we're signing? When it came, he came in and was predictably not great you know you don't ever want anyone to fail in a rangers jersey except for you know players you might not you might not like certain people trying to make podcasts like mr barton out of there i maybe wanted him to fail when he came in in a rangers jersey but uh for, for sam lammers you know i've got wish nothing but the best probably don't want to see him in a rangers jersey again mind you but if he can go back to where he came through in the eredivisie and find himself again more power to him yeah fair enough no agree with you completely um so shog let's talk about left back for a minute um there was obviously non-stop rumors of ridvan um or there has been pretty much since he's joined the club um of him of him going back to turkey um or or moving elsewhere and i two months ago probably would have said right uh, you know i don't i don't think i never thought he was terrible i thought i thought there was a player there but I thought, you know, if we can re- recoup what we brought in, um, I'd, I'd have been happy enough as long as we'd brought in an, another left back. But I think he's been fantastic this last month or so, um, and I'm actually really, really pleased to see him see him still still at the club for two reasons. One, I think he'll be an asset for the rest of the season, but also I think if he continues on the trajectory that we're on, rather than taking the first offer or whatever that that came in in January, I feel his value will go up, and I, I and I think if he plays well now and actually um, is included in the European squad and plays on how, why he wasn't in the first place is, is another. We're going to have a whole pod on that. Um, but 
I think I think his value could could, could go up, and, and and we could be we could be moving him on the summer. I still think that might happen. Um, but I think it, we're we're now at a no lose situation because we've got a decent player and, and we've got a, a decent value sitting there. Yeah, I can't believe you're questioning another Michael Beal decision. <laughs> yes, I shot. Yeah, yeah, no, I think Red Vance is there's definitely potential for him to be sold on for big money if he can continue raising his game. Scottish football's notorious for hammer throwers and they're gonna the other clubs are gonna put their big tall strikers on him and things like that and aim long balls towards him there. But there's no better way of proving yourself, no better way of improving yourself than getting a handle on that and I know he against St Marin, I think I've seen about four times he won a header and I was amazed. Uh, don't get me wrong, he wasn't exactly getting challenged by anybody big, but he's he's definitely looks like he's got his head down and he's well, <laughs> not that his head can get any further down, but uh, definitely looks like he's getting on with it and he's warming to the task and it was great to see that the club rejected bids for him uh, from that mm. week club in Turkey. Yeah. Because it wasn't up to the value that we wanted. Uh, we obviously see more value in him than what they did. And Red Van wasn't exactly kicking and screaming to get out the door. I think he looks like he's enjoying it more and he wants to go on and prove his point. So, yeah, I think it left back pretty comfortable now. Like you said, two months ago, I'd have been, I was desperate for a left back to come in. But sitting here, we've got Red Van and we've got Borna's back up. I'm quite content with that to the summer. So, the whole hefty again. My Dutch pronunciation is not good. My Portuguese pronunciation is even worse. Uh, but that thing that dragged on the verbal agreement apart me in the summer. We'll see if that comes to reality. But I don't think it was a position that we were desperate for in the end. No, no, absolutely. Um, well, I, I was saying hefty too, so we're we're, we're both the same on that. Um, no, I, I, and on that one, you know, it, it was nothing, it was outside of the club's control. So there was nothing that we could have done, um, you know, and if, if we've got them lined up for the summer, great. And and if not, then then I'm sure we'll, we'll, look, at, we'll look elsewhere. Alex, are you, are you happy enough with the situation left back wise? Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've defended Riz Van. I feel he's never really got a long enough run in the team. I think this current run of games he's on might be the longest he's had. You know, or I, I think he, so. had a, he had a, he had a, yeah, a good few of the back end of last season, dead robbers mostly. You know, so I think he, uh, I think he, I think he's earned it as well. You know, he's he's matched his level to the rest of the team. We all know what Borna's limitations are. You know, in terms of his play, we've been seeing him for what feels like six years now. It might well be six years now. So uh, I, I'm I'm more than happy for. Uh, for new blood to finally get a game. He's, his career's been stop-start with us, and I'm liking what I'm seeing just now, and I'm, yeah, absolutely happy. Borna, we know his contract's running out at the end of the season, and with uh, Luca Hefty coming in, you know, it'll probably be uh, Borna on the way out. You know, thank you for your service, but if, if we can, you know, keep the performances up from Ridvan, I'm more than happy to continue with the left back formation we've got just now yeah yeah good um well again this one we'll not touch on for too long but a bit of a surprise um 
Alex will stick with you. Um, Larry coming back from Hearts uh, on loan. We'll not we'll not spend too long on it. Um, but do first question: Do you see him featuring? I know he's injured, but do you see him featuring at all between now and the end of the season? I, I do because obviously not either now. We are still in the sort of game management period with Tom Lawrence in regards to his recurring injury and that. So it would have been ideal for him now. But also in terms of just the number of bodies we have, I, I think he'll get a shake. You know, he is a talented player technically. Absolutely. And I don't think his technical flaws like too far below the level of squad we have now. And we will still have games where we require, you know, rotation. We're still in Europe. We're still in the Cup and the League. You know, we've got more than, jeez, I'm trying to think now, 20 plus, 25 plus games to the end of the season, probably. No one's going to play all of those games, except for maybe Tav, because he's indestructible. So I think once he comes back and he rehabs, and if he shows uh, a level of willingness, I absolutely think he has a role to play. Okay. Shug, do you feel that he will be a Rangers player this time next year? Or do you think it'll be one that got away sort of thing in terms of not fulfilling his potential? I'm leaning towards him not being here, but I'm hoping that he will be on loan somewhere because he definitely has got fabulous potential. Uh, but he wasn't getting regular game time at Hearts. I do think he has a, a place in the squad for the rest of the season once he's back from injury. Uh, he'll no doubt be registered in the Europa League squad uh, so he'll be on the bench for the final in Dublin uh, but I just I would have liked to see him make more of an impact at Hearts I thought it was a good place for him to go and make but uh, not too keen on the manager there so maybe we can go I think he'd have went back out on loan if he hadn't been injured Yeah. Uh, Hopefully in the summer he'll go out on loan and he'll well get a chance to actually prove himself. Uh, not be in English League Two loan. So hopefully with coping and things coming in now, we will look to get our players on loan to the leagues like Holland and things like that. So that I think would be somewhere where he could go and improve with his ability. So I know that's we're talking about the January transfer window and I'm I'm off on a whole different tangent, but yeah, I think you'll still be part of Rangers, but I don't think you'll be at the club. Okay, okay. Um, so Shog, we'll stick with you here. The next, the next, next bit of movement was uh, Mohamed Diamande coming in. Um, I don't know if he's a player you know a lot about, but he's one that excites me in terms of a the profile, uh, b you know where where he's come from. Um, is 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 a league I think we should be looking more at, um, and 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 you know he's now looking to make the step up to us as as we've previously discussed, um, you know he, he, I, I believe they were in pre season so it's, it's the right time as well for him to to really sort of hit the ground running um for us, uh, the the right to dream um academy that he that he originally was with um it, it's one I mean I know it's been well publicised but Mohamed Kudos um came through and it's one they they always bring over um a team to the to the milk cup or the, the super cup over here in northern ireland that's actually a team that i i go and watch because they, they do play really really good you know exciting football um so i think on paper 
he is going to be a, a, a real, really good signing. I mean, I know we, we've heard that before, and we we, we thought the same probably about Sofuentes and stuff. Um, but but I I have good good feeling about this one. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm excited to see him. I have a great feeling about him. I think he'll come in and he'll do really well. Uh, those of our football manager persuasion will be well aware of him. Uh, he looks, well, he has, he's very athletic, he's fast. Uh, he's something in our midfield that we probably don't have when you look at the likes of Lundstrom, Jack, when he plays there, even Cadwell and things. They've not got that speed. Uh, I think Diamande is... Some that something different we've been looking for in that middle of the park area. So I am looking forward to coming in. I think he'll will run the legs off uh, most midfielders in Scotland, and I think he can make a big success in coming from Denmark rather than Los Angeles. I think will be a big help as well. Yeah, uh, he'll be more acclimatized to the weather on this side of the world. Yep. Yep. Alex, I, I, I feel I feel that um, you know, as I've said, the profile's good, but I feel that also the way that we've structured the deal in terms of getting them on loan, in terms of getting them to be able to acclimatize for this for the rest of the season, but also impact. And then also, you know, locking him down—that he's he's our player come the summer—is is has been a really good way to go about it. Um, you know, because it, it does give him that time to get used to used to the country, used to the squad, used to the club. Um, and really, he's a signing. He's a signing. I feel like it's almost a bonus signing because I wasn't thinking we would be looking at that position overly, uh, given given that it's January and given the, the the resources that are there. But I feel like he's he's a signing for next season who can make an impact this season. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd say so. I think, you know, something we've not had the luxury of doing too much in recent seasons is buying players like this in positions that aren't positions of need. You know, thanks to the recent emergence of Sterling as a proper central midfield prospect now and Lundstrom's improved performances under Clement, I think centre midfield wasn't the focus this window which only makes it better when you can get a prospect of this level because it means the onus is in on him to perform immediately. And he's not come from the exact same type of system in uh, Norway as he has here. You know, there was playing the right side of the free midfield mostly um, where he does start deep, uh, but he does drive forward and he's a good ball carrier as well as a tackler, you know. And I think it'll suit him to have an environment where he's not thrust in and we don't have to rely on him on an 8 out of 10 game every week for the rest of the season to win the title, you know? And it's something our rivals have had a lot more opportunity to do over the last few seasons than we've had. They haven't really done it as successfully uh, as they might have liked, and nor as have we done it as successfully as we might have liked. But I think now that we have a chance to, the fact that we are capitalising on these opportunities and giving contracts to players who are real, real high potential players and in an environment where we're not going to ruin them by running in, into the ground in the first six months, you know, it really, really is uh, promising for where we're looking to be over the next year and a half. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, 
so the the next thing that next thing that happened the game will not touch too long. But Adam Devine going out on loan to Motherwell. Uh, personally, Alex, I think that was a is a really really good move for him. Um, he, he hasn't done he hasn't when he had his chance last season he didn't put a foot wrong that I can remember anyway and looked impressive. Uh, you forget how young he still is, but I feel this is the perfect sort of environment for him to go and and sort of learn the game, learn the physicality, and and hopefully get regular game time between now and the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think. Obviously, they're around ninth, but if you look at some of the teams around ninth in the league, you know, uh, Aberdeen, obviously, you know, Hibs are bottom half of the split. You know, uh, if once a fixture split comes around, you'd expect Movwell to be one of the better teams. And once that happens, you, you'd hope that he'd be getting game time where he'd be further up the pitch and you know, star more befitting Rangers. But also, it just helps if he's getting game time in general, and he's getting game time at a similar level to us right now. You know, Motherwell, Kettlewell's got him coached fairly well. Maybe they're lacking quality in a few areas, but you know, you don't go to Fur Park and say you're going to roll over a team every time. Well, you, you only hope that, you know. So yeah. I think it'll, uh, I think it'll be a good education for him at least for six months, where he can come in and we can reassess him in the summer where they'll maybe be more takers for a young loanee and I think it's a, it's a good short-term option for him for sure. Yep. Uh, and Shoga, I just, the last thing on it, I, I would just say that I feel like it's another example of how the approach for the club in the long term is looking better. Cause I feel, I don't like to always compare us obviously to, to our rivals, but it's something they've done, you know, with Alexis Scales going away to Aberdeen last season and coming back, you know, a far better player for them. Um, and I feel like it's not something we've done enough. Um, getting getting our young players out, you know, to, and getting game experience in in the league. So, uh, you know, positive move. Yeah, I, there's not many managers I've got much time for in Scotland, but Stuart Kettle was one of the few that I do. I think he's a good manager. I know Motherwell does struggles early in the season, and Adam divides up against it against a Scotland fullback in uh, Stephen O'Donnell. Yeah, see if you can get him his position he shouldn't be too hard but yeah I think I think that's that's it's a great place that he can he can go and he can learn and he can grow and he can get that game time in and he can come back because he might not make it at Rangers but you want to be able to bring youngsters through and sell them so it's a perfect chance to if he goes and he does a good job at Motherwell and we could be looking at getting a million pound or something for him so he I wish him all the best, uh, and hopefully he can uh, score against the opposite side of the city and uh, disrupt their plans as well. Sounds good, and he's got Andy Halliday there now to put his arm around him. So yeah. there we go. Um, so the uh, the the final final piece of business uh, was Cortez, Oscar Cortez, coming in um, on loan with an option uh, rather than an obligation. Um, again, profiles excellent, Alex. Um, you know, he, he hasn't played a lot of football, uh, partly to do with Lons or Len. I, th- I think it's Lons is correct. Um, playing, yeah. uh, playing, playing him at fullback. Um, and, and and obviously he's a winger. Um, but he is that right-sided attacking player that we have been crying out for for as long as I can remember. I think I had hair the last time that uh, <laughs> we signed a decent right winger. Um, but yeah, so again, it it. it if if he does as well as the last Colombian to play play for us, you know we'll we'll, we'll be happy enough. But uh, I think 
I think again, it's it's a good signing. It's 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 the right type of signing, um, and an ex- it's one that excites me. Mm, absolutely, I'm same here. You know, I uh, and I'm I'm usually the first to be critical of every signing we make. I think everyone knows that, so uh, I'm pretty positive. You know, and usually I'd, I'd look well. He's not played a lot of football, this and that, but there are underlying reasons why. So he, when in he, in his native Colombia, he played for Millonarios, which is one of the bigger teams in the league and they're owned by the same ownership group who controls lawns in in Liga. so he as one of the best prospects there he's you know moved over to europe at 20 with the hope they can develop him on further different facilities different atmosphere league guns probably the most physical of the top five leagues it's the hardest to adjust to um i don't totally blame him and Obviously, you know, South American leagues are quite physical as well. So I think it'll be suited for us. And Frank Heiss, the, uh, the Lons manager, has one of the most distinct systems in Liga. And it's very wing-back focused. And the wingers tend, uh, well, they don't tend to have wingers so much as they have inside number 10s. It's like a 3-4-3 three, three kind of system, hybrid almost. So I, the fact he's come over, he's come over as a prospect and it's not molded into the type of system that they play there, which is why he's fallen to us. He's not fallen to us, I think, because he's lacking technically or physically, or he's deficient in any area. It's purely a fit kind of thing. And, you know, people say Lawrence didn't need to sell him. They make a lot of money off the transfers who are in the Champions League this year. But I think I think the fact he has been allowed to leave, again, says more about his stylistic fits. Whether or not that suits us is a different story. We don't play the same as him by any means. But seeing what he's done in the past, if he under-20 Copa America, the fact he's lit that up, the fact he has shown uh, a willingness to run at players, to shoot, to pass, an exciting style and a very f- flamboyant yet physical style where he doesn't shy away from the battle, I think it's one we could absolutely do great from. Yeah, Type of player that, that you need, I think, you know, against a against a you know a, a rigid defense. Um, Shug, I think at the the other point as well, it's, it's you know come, it brings back to the point that uh, we've made already. It's it, it's it's an interesting signing rather than going to that League One or Championship player that that may be okay, maybe not. It's it, it's yes, there's obviously a little bit of risk to with a signing like that, but you, you'd rather take that. You'd rather be ambitious. Yeah, it's a, I think it's. A lot that's around this analytical recruitment now. As I said, he was lit up the under-20s last year. He's not a poor player at all. He's one that really excites me. I think he can play the mainly play in the right, but he can play in 10, he can play in the left as well. Anywhere behind that striker. He will be great against the low block. He's another, another player that will get goals and as we're talking about more numbers from more players I think he's a perfect player for that and I know there's still Rangers fans that still long for the Ryan Kent but I'd far rather go down this route of finding somebody like Oscar Cortes than bringing a Ryan Kent back to the club uh, I think it's definitely the way forward and again it's kind of Niels Copen He's sort of plan is sort of becoming pretty clear early on what we're going to do. So, yeah, no, I'm really, really excited, and I'm 
ready to fall in love and have a heartbroken by Colombian once again. That's uh, that's Ross never talking to you again after your rank camp comments there, but uh, sure, I'm sure you'll you'll live. Um, so that brings us to the end of the business that we've had. Last few last few points that, that we'll go for. Um, very simple question here to you both. That this is the squad for the rest of the season. Do we have enough to win the league? Shug. Yes. Alex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in in theory, yes. But uh, I've been burned before, so <laughs> I'm sitting on the fence on this one. Okay. I mean, given given that most teams on aren't aren't doing a whole lot, I, I'm gonna conservatively say yes as well. Um. So. I wanted you as well. So while you think about this, um, well, we asked on we asked on the Twitter um, there, and people can still join in. There's a thread um, on our on our TII Twitter, um, which is asking people to um, to sum up the transfer window in in three words. Um, so while you two think, we'll read out we'll read out a couple. Um, so in, uh, some people seem to have gone loads of paragraphs, but uh, in, in the three words, Forrest Grump um, has said exciting, innovative, and uh, goals question mark. I see where he's getting at, but he's also made a very interesting point where he said, we'd love to see Tommy enforced into a three-word response. Three paragraphs would be a stretch, and I think we'll all agree with that. Um, there was um, Mince and Potatoes was an interesting one from Ziggy Curran. Um, Ali Faye, the telly, um, it says eight out of ten. Um, Snoot Dog says we will see. Um, and then one here that I that I really liked um, – which is Smith Appens, um, and it says a shankless task. Um, I thought that one was very good. Um, so thank you for everyone for 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 sending those in as well. Um, Shug, your your three words. Yeah, we'll go roll on fifty six. I'm aware that could be four ones or two ones, but we'll go with three ones. Fair enough. Yep. Alex. Uh, good. We're building. I think. Okay. I think. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Sums it up. And then I just have I have basically just got uh, three more questions for you, and and they're short ones. But Alex, who out of the signings will make the biggest impact between now and the end of the season, and why? Uh, Diamande. I think I think we'll all be wowed by him. I think he raises the technical floor of our midfield. He does so much that other players in the team don't do. Or other players we've had in recent seasons don't do, and I think everyone will see soon how much stronger our midfield will be for having him in there. Okay, okay, and Shug, same question to yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna copy Alex, and I think Dear Monday as well. I think he's he's gonna hit the ground running, and he's gonna be another exciting addition to that midfield. Yeah, I think he probably would have been my choice as well. So there you go. Um, and then we're we're recording this the night before the the, the Livy game. Um, so, um, Shug, do you who do you think will 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 play a part? Um, start or be sub? Do you think any of them will? Um, out of out of the signings, I think all three will start on the bench. Yeah, and I do hope to see. I think Fabio Silva is probably the most likely to get a start. Mm. Yeah, but Desos doesn't justify being benched, so I'll go with a three on the bench. Okay, okay. Alex, do you think we'll see any of them? 
Uh, no, same here. I think they both joined too too late into our preparations this week. You know, Diamande was still when we announced the signing, he was still in uh, another mm. country. You know, he was delayed, so I I don't think we'll be throwing him in quite yet. Okay, uh, Alex, just give us your prediction for that match as well, please. Three 0 to the Rangers. Okay, and Shug. I'm gonna go one bear and say four 0 I'm gonna go four one Rangers. <laughs> 4-1 Rangers. Uh, right, well, thank you very much, Alex and Shug, for, for joining us for this transfer uh, window roundup. Um, that, that, that's that's everything. So ho- hopefully you've enjoyed it, and hopefully listeners um, have also enjoyed uh, listening to it. Um, and keep an eye out for the for the usual This Is Ibrox content coming, coming to you soon. So cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.